Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. live on Joy 94.9 Saturday afternoon from noon via the live stream at joy.org.au forward slash listen live or tune your wireless in Melbourne to 94.9 FM. afternoon this is techno gaze here on joy 94.9 the show where we gaze into the world of consumer electronics gadgets and technology my name is mark hello and that is Raina. hi <laughs> and we also have michael i'm not saying anything <laughs> good afternoon oh you did you just said something. i just said something oh, shoot already you're I've contradicted myself myself, in the first, what, less than a minute. We don't do that at all here on Techno Gaze. What are you talking about? I never contradict myself. (laughs) Ah, bless. Now, what have we got on the the cards today for our roundup of tech news? I think we've... um Oh, first up, there's um, Tasmanian government are, are moving online, or I shouldn't say the government, their police service is, is mm. moving online for um, for lodging um, fines and so yeah. forth. Getting app happy. <laughs> because I'm happy. Oh, that should be our themes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, that could be for Technogaze 3.0. <laughs> what else have we got? Oh, uh, Google have um, have started their uh, right-to-be-forgotten request process that's mandated by the EU. Mm. And uh, as a consequence, they've been inundated with requests to be forgotten by Google. Mm. Probably all from people from Germany. Yes. Now, oh, sorry, Blumeny. But what? Blumeny. Blumeny. As Germany affectionately became known when Google had to pixelate from the street view, um, you know, houses, everybody in Germany got on. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a good roundup of our one of uh, Rainer and my favourite topics. Um, Apple, of course, have had their WWDC um, conference kick off. Worldwide developer conference. Mm-hmm. What is it- this thing you say called Apple? <laughs> It must be... Oh, it's actually not the, the um, biggest IT company anymore. I think Google have taken that mantle. But That was um, a bit of news, yeah. Mm, oh. But still, they're, uh, you know, they're making uh, new announcements, new products uh, are being um, promoted, and uh, we'll give you a bit of a roundup of what was discussed during the, during the week mm. on that one. China's also been in the news mm-hmm. a little bit on the tech side. Hmm. So we can find well, out about that. Of course, uh, that was related to Tiananmen Square, um, the the massacre that occurred mm. there. Um, there, it's it's the anniversary of that. That's right, and they don't always like to talk about it. But of course, it's hard to block things that you don't like on the internet. Goodness knows, though, that our friends in China certainly do try, do their best, unfortunately. And of course, uh, Windows Eight. They don't really like Windows Eight either. The China China Turns government. Out. Turns out, there's an- them and them and half the rest of the world, but for different reasons. <laughs> I was going to say an element of good taste. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. So. We've got a we've got a fair smattering of uh, of news tech news to talk to you about today. Um, if yes. you'd like to talk to us today, you can do so by texting us oh four two seven joy nine four nine. That's right. You can send us an email on air at joy.org.au. Mm-hmm. You can uh, speak to lovely Mushin and leave a message on one three hundred joy nine four nine. Yes, and you can do all those things through the smartphone app. Yes. While you're listening to us at mm-hmm. the same time. <laughs> Multitasking. Amazing. Amazing. Multi-threaded. Multi-everything. Of course, it is post-radiothon as well. Yes. And thank you so much to everybody who contributed uh, mm. a little or a lot, however you did it. 
um, we're just so grateful for, for every bit of help that you can provide. Yes, and you can still become a member. Yes, um, you're not banned after the week's up. <laughs> but, the, but the good news is the prize draw is open until the end of the month. Yes, so you wow. can, you can con- like if you still sign up today, mm. you can... Uh, you can still be in the in the running to get one of the fabulous prizes that are on offer for. That's Radio right. Fun. There's over thirty six thousand dollars in prizes. There's things like a cruise. There's a little smart car. That's amazing. Amazing. Um, a makeover package complete with very nice suits and hats and all sorts of things for the gents. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. So if my nephew Nathan is listening, I encourage you to get your dad to uh, get a membership for you for twenty two dollars for under eighteen. So the nephew still hasn't signed up. No, the nephew still hasn't signed up. Oh. But we won't tell him he's ineligible to win the prize. <laughs> his his father might be though, right? Or no, mother, neither no. relatives. No, really, yes, oh. our relatives, right? Mm. Mm. Well, shall we um, shall we kick off with the latest in tech news? And uh, what was the first one off the rank there? The Australian ah. Federal Police have been involved in a bit of a global um, racket busting, bit of a sting, thing. a sting, a yes. sting. Yes, <laughs> I'm. Th- I'm. I'm picturing SWAT teams crashing through windows. I think these are virtual yep. SWAT teams. <laughs> I, think, I think it's the other kind of windows too. <laughs> oh, no, no. But boom. there were there were some viruses and botnets that floating around uh, that affected up to one million computers. And the AFP has collaborated with uh, with the FBI, of course, from the US and uh, and a bunch of other countries there to help uh, squash some of these viruses. So there was Game Over Zeus. Which was one of them, uh, and uh, Crypto Locker was also targeted, which we've talked about here on the show as well. Mm. And there's been a Russian national who's been charged in absentia over this, who mm. probably won't be brought to justice because he's hiding out somewhere in, uh, in Russia or the Ukraine, I believe. In Russia, in, yeah. And Russia, as we know, um, won't extradite somebody who's facing criminal charges overseas. Well, Edward Snowden certainly knows that, isn't that yes. true? Um, and you know the the complicated it's complicated relationship that uh, that. Russia has with the internet generally, um, <laughs> you know. In a, in a, um, as in they they like to restrict access, but at the same time, have yes, very ready access to other things. Yes, um, and there's a lot of a lot of the scams and stuff. Um, not not to unfairly target Russia, but a lot of them do seem to come from Russia. Well, I think we should share the love, and you know, China's probably in the same boat. Maybe, maybe. It's quite often actually for spam uh, uh, blockers to, to, by default, just go, oh, you're from a Russian domain? Okay, mm-hmm. we're going to bump your score up, spam score up yeah, quite immediately. heavily. Immediately. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of the spam um, that you get that is, you know, for relationships and stuff, is like, mm, I'm a nice uh, Russian lady mm-hmm. looking for, you know... Some... I get those too. Do you get those? Yes. Oh, amazing. <laughs> well... <laughs> Let's not get started on unsolicited uh, requests for uh, attention. I just, I just look at Facebook. And <laughs> it's like I got two this week. They from still want me to get married. I'm like, I'm in Australia. <laughs> damn it! <laughs> I can't. I got two out of bound, out of uh, channel spams this week. One, I got the phone call, an automated phone call on my home line saying, "This is Qantas calling. We've got a nine hundred ninety dollar rebate for you." So I just hung up. <laughs> and another one. <laughs> And, and but another, what if it was true? It wasn't true. <laughs> and another one was a letter in the mail saying, oh, we've got this uncollected money. Go to this website and we'll, you know, refund it. But it'll give us your credit card details because we'll take $40 out for the processing fee. <laughs> oh, that was nice of them. So that one went into the bin as well. Mm. <laughs> They're finding all sorts of ways to oh. get into our into our minds, into our pockets, into mm. our wallets. Yes. You know who else is uh, is putting their hand in, in the pocket, although for, for legitimate reasons? <laughs> No, no, so the Tasmanian police... Go on. Go on. <laughs> no, the, the Tasmanian police, uh, when they want to issue fines, which, which you know, sometimes they have to, it's, mm. you know... Um, they no longer have to, what, get a clipboard out anymore. Yeah, and, and start scrolling their, uh, their stuff. They can do it with their tablet computer. Mm. Or no. perhaps even their phone, which they would reach into they, their yeah. pocket for, yeah. <laughs> possibly. This is where you need RFID, RFID embedded chips so they can take their phone, scan it sort of on your wrist and say, boom, you're booked. <laughs> what the, the, the mark of the beast. What, what, mm. what, what was the, what's the phrase that the um, English cops use when um, they sort of grab you? Oh, your nicked mate? Your nicked mate, yeah. Your <laughs> wandered mate or your scanned mate or something like that. <laughs> no, oh, come on. I, all I know about British policing I know from the bill. Um, <laughs> that's all you need to know. Which that's is a pretty, pretty much all you need to know. Accurate documentary, mm. isn't it? Mm, that's right. But the uh, so the Tassie police they they're just using that for um, traffic stuff at the moment. But soon they're going to uh, move it out a bit further, and apparently it's going to save them about twenty hours a day. 
Wow. Or, or you know, the, the workload of two cops who, instead of being around, you know, bashing on bits of paper, can now go out and do some policing instead. So, mm. I think this is great use of technology. My only question is, why did it take so long to do it? Well, you know what police organisations are like. They're a bit slow to pick up technology. And well, we won't talk about any IT projects that have occurred over, in, or over this side of the... Uh, that's straight. Well, that's the thing. This is this is actually the first police force in the whole country to have done this. So, um, if we're going to talk about who's slow, what's going on? Victoria? Elsewhere, yeah. Mm. Hey, hey. Well, actually, actually I, I, I will relate it back to what's happened, or the Ken Lay. I think he's been talking about sort of being a bit smarter about policing and taking mm. people off the beat, and perhaps putting them more in front of computers or that sort of thing to just look at. Um, I think what was it described as um, that uh, S- not SVU? What's that? that show on on um, CSI like I think CSI said- Cyber did you know that there's going to be a new CSI called CSI Cyber oh wow really I don't okay. that just sounds interesting it's mm. not not that kind of interesting no not that kind of cyber no it's a, it's a <laughs> sorry no <laughs> hang on <laughs> I don't know you just said interesting I don't trust you no but it's it's a it's a new version of CSI which is you know um I think beginning to rival Law and Order for the sheer amount of spin-offs and uh, <laughs> True. longevity. But, um, I had vision of a big room full of Russians and Chinese hacking away. You um, kid for our police force or against our police force? Either, either way would work. <laughs> uh, you are listening to Techno Gaze because that actually that that news story was was um, talked about in in uh, Join News. That's right. From the, Thank you, Join News. News feed. Um, the yes. source the source of all of our stories. Wow. And, be, and and being gazumped, <laughs> yes. The Twitter, the Twitter handle news story. Thank you very much. That was ours. <laughs> was beating us to the taken. punch. Oh well, just too good. Joy news. Too That's good. Right. You're listening to Techno Gaze here on Joy ninety four point nine. It is a quarter past midday. We'll be back with more in a few moments. All day, every day. Joy ninety four point nine on air and online at joy.org.au. Mm-hmm. And we are talking tech, and uh, Google has uh, implemented one of the requirements by the EU That's to right. uh, to allow people to stop um, or to be forgotten, in fact, by Google. Yeah, and by, by forgotten, what what we mean is, or, or what they also mean is, is to have results about you removed from their index. Right. If that's what you don't want, which is mm. fair enough. So, does this affect the underlying website where you're mentioned, or is it just the search results? No, it's just the search results, as so, far as I know. So, so, if I said, okay, we don't want to see Michael Strauss in search results in Google, that would disappear, but the underlying reference to me would still be there. Well, I don't really know what Google can do about your website if mm. you write something about me and I want it gone from Google yeah. um, they would have to do that there are probably some other things going on in the European uh, Commission uh, in the in the European Union as well where maybe you could do that separately right but this is pretty much just about the uh, the search engines um, so of the requests that were submitted so Google UK is participating in this Google Island uh, is participating in this as well um, most of them are like fraud or scam allegations removed Twenty um, percent want to have uh, records of crimes and things like that. So quite a lot of people actually mm. want to get some pretty amazing stuff removed. And it must not only be Google. It's obviously you know Bing, for instance, would have to comply to this EU regulation as well. As far as I know, but I don't I don't know if we've heard too much about it. The thing that's interesting about this though is that they are actually getting real live humans. So rather than just going remove everything that matches this string. Um, they're actually having genuine human beings deal with all this, which must be a lot of work. Hmm. Is that a requirement by the EU law to actually have that happen? Like yes. it, it needs. Wow. But the, but the thing that I, I'm not so sure about is, does that mean if you're in the EU doing a search f- for me, for Michael, and I've said remove me and it's not visible, if you're outside of the EU, is it visible or not? Hmm. How would they be able to control that to the level that would be required by law, though? I mean... Well, I guess source IP address, but that's not always 100%. Yeah, I can just VPN. As an EU citizen, I could VPN mm. out and then get access to that information. But again, then, it would well, that's right. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Now, if you, if you want your stuff gone in the EU, it's actually not very easy to do. So you have to have a copy of valid government-issued photo ID. Right. That you must scan and send in. You well, must also enough. have the URLs of the things that you want to have removed from the index. Mm. So you can't just right. say get rid of everything about techno gaze ever <laughs> if you decide that you you know you just can't do that. You have yep. to actually cite chapter Specific. and verse everything that you want done. And what if websites have like they just pop up 
like if it's an informational site, you know, they might have ways of just creating a new version of it at a different URL very yeah. quickly. Like what? That would be hard, wouldn't it? It would be very hard to keep track of that. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Kind of, I don't know. I guess if it was Facebook, though. Like, yeah. It's always going to be Facebook.com, right? That's right. <laughs> and, you know, the, there's no obligation on Google to, to do every single request. There have to be real good reasons for it, and it's about irrelevancy and some other things as well. So I wonder if there's a timeliness uh, component to this. You know, I requested it five years ago, and they're getting around to it. They're getting around to it now. <laughs> it's a bit late. Everyone's Googled me. <laughs> Mm. Onwards and upwards, though. Yeah. Now, if you want to text us while we're in the studio here, you can do so, 0427JOY949. If you've got anything to say about any of the topics that we're talking about, mm. including the next one. Apple. Apple. <laughs> Drum roll. Shall I, shall I leave? I'll get a coffee or something. Oh. Perfectly qualified to be part of this conversation, Michael. You have, a, you have in possession a... Oh, don't help me. Oh. <laughs> So, yes, Apple had their uh, Worldwide Developer Conference uh, kicked off this week. Oh, and it's, it's like a festival of geeks. It's the developer conference. Yes. It's full of all the amazing new technologies. It's less sort of, uh, less sort of showy, what do you do, look at our new iPhones, and more sort of look at our amazing new technologies mm. as a general rule. Did we of, have yeah. a Technogaze representative there? Oh, if no, didn't you do your paperwork? Oh, my oh. goodness. Well, it turns Next out, year. I mean, it was, it was actually pretty tricky to get there because there were exactly. so many people that wanted to go and not enough room that you had to enter a lottery. They've had oh. trouble in the past, right? So they've, the, to actually accept people to turn up to this event, and it, it's not a cheap thing to turn up to. Like, it's mm. a couple of thousand dollars to, to get a ticket. Typically, companies pay, you know, your employers pay for it and that sort of thing. But um, it even then sells out within minutes of, of being it, opened, right? It did. It dis- all the tickets disappeared in a matter of, of minutes. It was amazing. So the way to fix that is to do what they did, did this year and actually make it a, a lottery. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. like enter your details and we'll, we'll draw X number of people to... to to be able to turn up. That's right. And, of course, if you can't make it there, um, it all gets live-streamed and, uh, mm. you know, everyone and their dog who's there who has a blog or a Twitter or whatever was just tweeting and, and posting absolutely everything that was going on. So, Can I just say, one of the most frustrating things, because we live here in Australia... Oh, yeah, you've got to get up at four or whatever it is. Time zones are annoying, right? So, And then by the time you actually get to... Like, if, if you just, you know, go to sleep and wake up as normal, you wake up at seven or eight o'clock and you might be on the train going into into work as i was and i was like oh, i wonder what was announced in wwdc go find all the all the news sites about it but all of them are those annoying blog sites that are like they're oh, reverse they're blogs, posted yeah. so the, go the, the most re- the, the first post was right down the bottom and you've got to actually like go okay i've read that one now i scroll up now oh, annoying it's isn't like it? ah Anyway, so what did they announce, Mark? Let's talk about it. Okay. Um, one of the... Yes. Oh, uh, getting into your, your health information. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder who wrote this particular heading for it, though. Did, did uh, Apple just iTunize? <laughs> iTunize your personal health data. Um, that's, that's a terrible verb, and I want to have a stern discussion with whoever invented it. But what they want to do is they want to get all this health data that comes um, out of things like Fitbit or whatever, and uh, and sort of mush them all together and put it into this app. So you don't have to keep doing anything different. You can keep using Nike or whatever it is, um, I think. I'm not really sure what all the apps are that work with they, it. Nike's logo did pop up during the um, during the during uh, this part of the presentation, so I, I suspect... Because I've always had a, a, a Nike relationship when, when it comes yeah. to this sort of stuff. And they're going to expand their relationships with different companies now because mm. they've got this SDK called HealthKit, mm. yes. which is going to be used to aggregate all of this, and they're going to build some apps that sit on top of it. Yeah. And, you know, that was interesting... Because the, uh, I think it was a couple episodes ago, and I don't know if we had much time to talk about it, but it was like, oh, look, Nike's uh, throwing in the towel on the wearable health things. Why would they do that? It seems like everyone's really excited, but well, now we know. Mm. I think somebody might have got a little bit of a hint what was coming out of Apple. And said, yes. oh. it, it makes perfect sense because um, one of... One of the problems is that everybody coming up with their own little, you know, jawbone equivalent or something like that. The devices don't talk to each other. Mm. So here's a way of bringing everything together. Well, if they all talk to your yeah. phone, it just happens to be an Apple phone, then, um, you know, at least there's one central place to have it. But the thing about, and this is where perhaps the, the headline came of iTunizing, um, 
what happens after you get that information, what they're actually proposing is to have relationships with clinics, to, with your, you know, and I'm to- using the US term here, mm. health, health care health you know, providers, providers mm. uh, to be able to have access to that information mm. as well, or at least be able to sort of say, hey, this guy's heart rate is, is beyond normal, um, uh, you know, levels. Um, perhaps an alert be sent to your GP, which then they may choose to react to that. Or, and, and, it would or probably, and it would probably be something smart so that if it, the app detects you're on a treadmill and your heart rate is way up, well, that's fine. <laughs> but if you're sitting at home watching TV, then maybe something's wrong. But I can't. there's going to be a shift towards uh, people getting a lot of medical advice online mm-hmm. in the future. And I can see an app that comes about that says, oh, I've noticed this has happened to your blood sugar level. This is what's happening to your heart rate. I think you shouldn't see a doctor straight away. Mm. Or from a more cynical perspective about uh, filthy, filthy capitalism, but like, can you imagine this thing going, hey, look, we've noticed we've got all this data about and, and stuff and it looks like your heart rate's up and you aren't getting a lot of exercise. Why don't you buy this nice pedometer? Or why don't you buy this nice app or whatever? Like, There's, there's a, a great opportunity there for, um, for someone to tie that stuff in, mm. which... You know, Apple's default position isn't necessarily to um, to to turn it into uh, an advertising stream, right? Like, not necessarily an advertising stream, but certainly a channel to sell more stuff for their beloved partners. Mm. I guess. I mean, that's that's kind of how it worked with iTunes. And when we say is that iTunesizing it, yep. we're not just talking about right. we're not just talking about the convenience or whatever. We're talking about the fact that they are generating a market and allowing people to fill it with goods. Encouraging consumption. That's That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. Now, what else? Uh, It's not just your body they want, but also your home. (laughs) Yes. Not your heart, though. Not yet, anyway. (laughs) Your heart's part of your body. Oh, true. It's ours. But home is where the heart is. Ah. And home kit. Hey, hey. Yeah. Is that a bit of a trend here? Home kit is an USDK. will allow your iOS devices or I guess maybe a Mac to communicate with stuff around your house. Now, this is, uh, I mean, Google have made a foray into this by buying out Nest, which Mm. is... uh, got a pretty good presence as far as selling products is concerned. They've got a, a smoke slash CO2 detector, for example, that's that's smartly mm. connected. Um, so perhaps this is Apple's version of doing this. Yeah. But it's only an SDK. Like for it's now. only a software platform for others to build upon. It's not like they're providing they're not actually going out and creating new smoke detectors or something. They're, well they're sure. But again now that they've put this together, they've they've again made this lovely avenue. I mean who as a as a smart lock manufacturer or as a garage door opening manufacturer, whatever it is, would mm. think, gee, all of those people out there who would like to buy my products who already have an iPhone. Yes. Here's how I get the ins with them. Exactly. It's and I think it's a smarter way to go than perhaps Google buying Nest and trying to build an environment around it. They're saying, here is the environment that you can talk to. Yeah, build it and they will yeah. come. Well, or, and or Apple's got the clout to say, we can do this. Yeah, and they've already started doing it. So they're chatting with Sonos and Honeywell at the moment. Um, mm. So Sonos obviously do a lot of audio stuff. Um, I'm not really sure. I'm, I know Honeywell does a lot of stuff. I'm not really sure specifically what Honeywell are big into thermostats. Yeah, yeah. They're really big into thermostats. There's I'll, a couple other things though as well, isn't there? Or, oh, Honeywell are huge. Yep. They're into everything. Um, do you think Nest is going to be part of the SDK world? <laughs> oh, it could be. I suspect not. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was pretty cool, though. Mm. The, the, uh, and this concept of scenes as well. So, they the, the um, software that they're building into the phone being aware of a bunch of connected devices and that they should interact together. Yeah. So, for example, I want to turn off uh, my... Uh, I want to go to sleep. Yeah. Home, do what you need to do, you know, (laughs) turn off everything. I can imagine interfacing with Facebook because Facebook, of course, knows that you're going to be in a relationship before you are. So obviously it knows when to dim the lights at the mood music and so on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and there's another talk about Siri being uh, more voice activated in a passive way. So yes, there was a very interesting connection that you could make from that. Mm. But we'll we'll talk about that in a few moments. This is Technogaze here on Joy 94.9. Technogaze. Great shows, great topics, great radio. Joy 94.9. We do like to uh, meet the expectation of great topics, great radio here on Joy 94.9. That's the idea anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we try to keep it real. 
I guess. Yes. <laughs> we are talking all things Worldwide Developer Conference from Apple this week. Yes. Among other things. But this is what we're talking about at the moment. Right now, yeah. Uh, oh, and they... So, the next one... Oh, just to round off the previous discussion. Mm. So, Siri has become more aware, perhaps you could say. Siri is sentient? A, she, a she, bit smarter at stuff. She's She's now not having to be activated by any particular touch anymore. She can be... <laughs> what do you say? Is it Hey Siri? Yes, I think yes. it's Hey Siri. Oh, geez, sounds like Hello Google or no, no, no. Okay Google. Okay Google. Hey. Okay Google. <laughs> okay Google, pull out. Go go gadget. Well, this is Why the... did you remember that particular phrase? I don't know. It just stuck in my mind. But um, so this we were talking before about scenes, or you know, you, you can set up your home automation system to respond to Siri now. Mm. So Hey Siri. Hey turn, Siri. Turn out the lights. Hey. It's like you need Google to finish, you need Apple to start. I don't know. Oh, anyway. My that's goodness. a really bad. Now, if it's always on, apparently it's uh it draws a lot of power. And we all know that iPhone's batteries are of finite space. Yes. Um so it's only going to be available when your iPhone, iPad or iPod Touch is plugged in. But I don't, honestly, like if it's becoming, you know, the part of your home that you totally love and want to have around all the time, then I don't see that as a problem. Well, you can right. have microphones everywhere picking up whatever you're saying. Well, I guess. Uh, but, I mean, you know, if, if uh, like I've seen I've seen some in-store anyway. I don't have a Sonos at home. But um, you can control, say, for example, a Sonos using an iPad on your wall. Mm. That's just mounted there all the time. So if you could just walk past it and say, "Hey Siri, can you put Joy on?" You know, or you know, pause that track or whatever. Like yep. that's that's pretty cool. Can I make a bad joke? Can you, when another you one? Another one. <laughs> they made a good one. <laughs> Why are you even asking? It's like, you that's never not usually ask. <laughs> Do, I have a question. Do Tom and Katie are they an Android home? Because they couldn't be an iPhone home. Why? Because they'd be yelling, Siri, stop that. And, and uh, the iPhone would say, oh, uh, I haven't done anything, Tom. Siri, Siri. Oh, Siri. My daughter is Siri. Oh, okay. I wonder if they can change and, that. And they, didn't they split up anyway? No, I hear they're getting back together again. Are you for oh, real? Really? My yeah. goodness. Now, obviously, phones and stuff are um, a part of it, uh, mm-hmm. but also the desktop computer. Yes. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. So Lots connecting everything together was, I guess, a bit of a theme, wasn't it? So It is. Mm. Less seams or fewer seams, mm. more interactivity. Yes, more uh, lock-in. So your phone, as well as... You shot. Your, <laughs> your phone, as as well as you know, being something that you carry around in your pocket, is going to be a lot more connected to your computer, of course, if you are using a Mac. As because, opposed to the... Because of lock-in. Mm. Um, so, so it's going to be doing a little bit more of that. Um, I'm excited. The, so the scenario they talked about is perhaps, and they, I think they even demoed this, right? They made a phone call um, from a computer. So you can say um, from your computer to say, make this call. And because you've got all your contacts synced, synced up, it's actually quite seamless to do that. But the tricky bit about this is it's not just some VoIP provider or anything like that. It's actually making the call through your phone. Yes. So every phone number that you can dial from your phone is available from your computer and uh, perhaps even from your iPad, I suspect, or yeah. they didn't demo that. Yeah, um, I wonder how that um, how that might tie in with things like, well, maybe not tie in, but um, how that will sort of affect things like Skype. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm on a phone plan mm-hmm. where I don't feel at all concerned about what I'm using because I can never use that much yes. calling and stuff mm. like that. Yep. But, you know, I use I use Google Hangouts to talk to you guys and stuff. That's pretty cool. But, I mean, why? And because it's convenient. Yes. Why would you start using something like Skype if you could just use your phone with your computer and be done with it? That's true. I think we need to... You know what I mean? Like, people are going to start moving back to using their phone less as the thing that you hold up to your head and talk into and more... Exactly. ...more as the... You know, breaks down the barrier of what is your phone used for. It's all you're trying to do is the the act of talking to someone, right? You, you Whether want to it be through yeah. Skype or through Google Hangouts or 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 any other provider. All I want to actually do. So, and and this is a tricky bit for Apple is they've got all the information there in front of them, right? They've got mm. your contacts. They've probably got the most. Um, uh, comprehensive list of contacts That's as well right. that you might want to have. So, hey, why not leverage that mm. and turn it into something that, that... And they've they've really made the most of their... It's only something that Apple can do, right? Like, Apple are the only ones that have such a high um, PC sales uh, a component to their 
to their well, operation, plus the phones. Yeah, comparatively, absolutely. I mean, I mean, that's the thing, because you could do all this sort of stuff in Windows if anyone could be bothered buying a Windows phone, but their <laughs> sales are so low that it just doesn't seem like they're going to bother integrating mm. that sort of thing, which is why Skype, buying Skype is such a good move for them. And Apple's advantage is that they have both the, the mobile device and the desktop device in terms of operating systems. Yes. Whereas if you look at Google, yes, they've got the mobile device, but they don't have the desktop. Windows have got the desktop, they don't have the mobile. Yeah, the, the Chromebook is not setting the world on fire. <laughs> no. Um. With with sales, although there were some battery problems with one of them, wasn't there? I think like they could be setting that world on fire. But <laughs> was, was this a well, halt, halt, and, halt and catch fire? Halt and catch fire. Um, of course, it's not just integration. I mean, all that sounds pretty amazing, um, and it is. You know, a few months ago, I saw the most amazing demo. This it made me think of this demo, um, and it was an app called Happy Together. And um, the way that it works is, if you're listening to a track on your phone, it's, it's an experiment at the moment. Um, but this is this is the sort of stuff that you can expect to see in this new integrated mm. environment. Mm. Listening to a track, rah, 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 walk in the house, and we're like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying this track or podcast or, you know, Joystream or whatever like that. I can just touch it to my computer and my computer picks up where my phone left off. I don't have to pause. It's not some weird syncing thing. Mm. I don't have to save it somewhere and then go and open up some other app. It just does the thing. Which is fantastic. So my question is, when is Apple going to bring this to Apple TV? Because there are times where I've been looking at something on YouTube, let's say, and all I want to do is throw it onto the screen. Mm -hmm. I can with my Chromecast. Throw it onto the screen and tapping your device onto it would be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, and you can kind of do that now. You know, whenever you play something on your phone, if you're near your Apple TV, then a little thingy comes up that says Mm. play it here instead. Or if you've got Bluetooth speakers or or whatever it is, there are lots and lots of things that you can do. But um, that means I've got to pause it. I've got to do the thing. It's got a buffer and stuff like that. All I want to do is literally, like you said, is just, I don't know, tap it, point it, um, I don't know, just do something that isn't, oh, fiddle, fiddle, fiddle. Mm. I just want to be able to do that right away. I mean, when when Apple TV and AirPlay came out in the first place, that was pretty, um, I mean, fourth coming mm. in itself like there was that that leap back then is is was yeah. sort of a, a good progression forward we kind and of it, take it for granted now like yeah. well, maybe not for granted but you know it was like last week it's like ooh, the chromecast do the chromecast and you know other people going ooh, the rocky the rocky or whatever and i'm like well, yeah yeah but yeah but i don't know it's just people it, it's kind of still bubbling away there yeah now other features that perhaps uh, some android users have uh, been saying well we've had this for ages <laughs> But finally have have come across onto the Apple device. (laughs) Um, Third-party keyboards have been opened up now. Yes, including swipe or swipe-like keyboards. Yes. Also predictive words, not just predictive text, Mm. like where you start misspelling something and it autocorrects it for you, which I'm a big fan of, Mm. Um, but whole words. And there's actually, you know, I saw a great screenshot. Someone was going something, something gay, and the first three suggestions were marriage, rights, and something else. And... So, I don't care what the other something else was. Yeah. I thought it was cool. <laughs> I was a dedicated little fapple, and I watched the entire uh, keynote speech from start to finish, and they did live? a demo of, of this. Not live. No, I wasn't that dedicated, I'm afraid. Um, but they, they demoed this with, um, and they described what it's doing behind the scenes, um, which doesn't surprise me at all, because I think that even the suggestions you get for you know, autocorrect today is quite contextual. So it actually figures out what you're writing and it might choose the other word that it thinks makes sense in that sentence. Mm. They've done a lot of work in in this uh, predictive wording uh, component to understand, A... Um, what is it that what um, what style of language? Say if you're in a more formal, if oh, you're yeah. talking more formally, mm-hmm. for example, the word that is suggested is is probably a more formal version of it um, versus you know if you're just talking to to a mate. Uh, that's that's some of the trickery that they they're implementing into into this. Yeah, there's. It, it's sort of um, it kind of does a little bit of that already. You can kind of see sometimes that some if if you if you're a bit of an autocorrect watcher. Um, <laughs> You can Which you have to be these days, right? <laughs> Otherwise, you can get into deep, deep trouble. <laughs> smash, smash out some, some words, yeah. Um, we just got a text from uh, from listener Matt from Doncaster who says, what I'd really like is airplay that actually works. Mm. It, it relies on Wi-Fi, doesn't it? It does. So the strength of your Wi-Fi is important. That's right. How much um, uh, how much sort of, you know, noise and, and garbage there might be interfering with your connection, mm. stuff like that. It's kind of tricky. I suspect it's also quite bandwidth intensive. So if you've got a uh, – if you do have interference in your uh, in environment, then – 
that can cause mm. cause problems. Oh, assuming, of course, that you're actually connected over Wi-Fi. Like, it, if it's a network connection from point A to point B, then that's a different thing again. Mm. Yeah. I personally have not had a huge problem with it. It's not to say that it doesn't happen. Yeah. But, um, Things, yeah, yeah, it can yeah. be a bit sort of... It can cut out sometimes and, and that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, and it's got to be one of the most frustrating things, especially when the sound cuts out. I can kind of oh. forgive some dodgy pictures, but oh, bad sound. Yeah, if you're really into a, a track or something and you're... you're That's right. You're, yeah. Now, among all these other exciting things, there was a great new thing, um, which is called Swift, which is a new programming um, mm. language, sort, sort of new, that kind of it adopts bits and pieces from... Um, from Objective C, yeah, yeah, but it, it's it, it's almost like it's a JavaScript of the Apple world, <laughs> the right? JavaScript of the Apple world. What? <laughs> so their hipsters talking about it every Friday at meetups and there's, stuff. <laughs> there's oodles of libraries. There's a new library oh, yeah, to Coffee Script. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Swift is a sort of a fast, uh, faster to um, production. Uh, how would you describe it? It's, it's 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 a quicker way of developing apps, I guess. Yeah, is, and it, it takes I... away a lot of the the stuff that. Um, um, that used to annoy people. One of the things, it's, it's super fast. Um, it's got all kinds of, um, it, it's native to Cocoa and Cocoa Touch. So Cocoa is, is the, the, the environment, environment for Mac for OS X and Cocoa Touch, of course, is, is you know, for, sorry, for iOS devices. Yeah. The thing that's really exciting about this, though, is that it has this environment um, so, sorry, this this sort of interface called Swift's Playground oh, Development Environment, and Xcode is actually going to include some more of that stuff, and actually runs the code for you while you're writing it in a live preview, so you don't oh. have to sit there and try and compile it or anything. And it gives you, you little hints down the right hand side. It sort of yes. said, "This is as a programmer, this is what the result of say you've got two strings concatenated yeah. together, um, but they're just constant strings." Mm. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm talking. I've gone into my programmer nerd oh, uh, my space. Which is a very comfortable space, I might add. Um, it, it will tell you what that, that string will equal because it knows all the, the details of it. And it will also, as, mm. as part of the playground, and they demoed this, uh, it'll give you this timeline function where you can say, okay, for the, if I was to run this app, this, what, this little bit of code, and I can move the cursor back and forth... And that, of course, causes the the variables or whatever that have been uh, worked on throughout your code mm. to change, and it actually presents a or it can present graphs based on yeah. um, here's, values here's what from the performance looks like. Here's all this other stuff. It's yeah. really cool. One of the other great things about it, which of course isn't as splashy and pretty to look at, but um, apparently it's designed specifically to prevent you from making some fairly common stuff ups. So um, those those can often lead to you know things like security flaws and yeah. you know memory leakage problems and stuff like that. You know, obviously, it sounds fact, a bit like it's a three point five generation language rather than a four GL, right? From in terms of the smarts in there and, and wrapping it up. Yeah, mm. I guess. Yeah, um, they claim that it is going to be ready for prime time straight out of the gate. And in fact, you can uh, if you're a developer, you can get amongst it now. And oh, 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 there's one more thing in the preview <laughs> that I was really excited. One more Sorry, thing. Steve. What? Sorry. I'm channeling, channeling Steve here. Um, so Yosemite, which is the name of the new version of Mac OS X, is going to replace a whole, completely superficially, um, going to replace a whole bunch of the, uh, the interface with flatter icons and stuff and mm. Helvetica is the font, so no more um, of the font that we've come to know and love. Um, and Johnny Evie, of course, as was mentioned during the demo. Uh, of this, and uh, he made the trash can really flat and beautiful. Oh, for goodness sakes, of course he did. <laughs> he makes everything beautiful. Um, there are a lot of people grumbling, going, oh, but isn't that font a little bit too lightweight or whatever? So we'll see how that goes, you know, just like they did with uh, with mm. iOS 7. Um, and it seems like there are some hints that there will be some retina display capable IMAX and cinema displays. Mm-hmm. Finally. Yeah. Yes. It's about time they got on the retina bandwagon for their massive 28-inch You've screens. been waiting for that for a while. I have. I, it's too late now. I've, I've gone not, on. You're not going to go out and buy one tomorrow? You've no, moved on. I've moved on. Well, You've, you've gone over. You're listening to TechnoGaze here on Joy 94.9, where we're covering some of the latest in technology, gadgets, and commuter. Consumer. Commuter? Well, you can commute while you, talk, while you listen to us, I guess. Yes. On a Saturday. Uh, we'll be back with more in a few moments. Technogiz. That's right. We do have the fresh sounds, especially at seven o'clock in the morning on a when, Sunday. On a Sunday, that's that's about as fresh as it gets for me. If 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 you're like me and you have the uh, your clock radio set to Joy, and it just so happens to not know the the day of the week. <laughs> 
and you get woken up at seven o'clock, you may well uh, throw something at it. <laughs> I, I have I have an alarm clock that now understands that there are two alarms, and you can have one for the weekdays and one for the weekends. Oh. I, it's the best purchase I've ever made. <laughs> That's all very good if you remember to set it properly. <laughs> <laughs> or if the power doesn't go out and you have to That's true. reset it. But yeah, 7 o'clock tomorrow morning. Um, tune into dedication. The GPS. Mm. Uh, we're talking tech here. It's 14 minutes to 1 on Joy 94.9. And we, uh, we're talking about the latest in technology gadgets. We've probably um, done Apple to death, haven't we? I think we have. <laughs> I'm sure you two could squeeze out a little bit more, but anyway. There is no shortage, anyway, of, of roundups and stuff about WWDC on the internet, but I'm sure we can post things on our Facebook page yes. and other things on social media, and I don't think we've, uh, we've begged you yet to join us on Facebook. We do enjoy uh, every new Facebook follower that we get. And we're magically close to that uh, triple-digit number, Ooh. so please, get people out there, like us. And every every click of that like button gives us a warm fuzzy feeling. So yes. please please go ahead and be liberal with the use of the like button. <laughs> and that is of course. Uh, <laughs> don't be Tech too liberal. Gaze, only, nine four nine. Only, only for us, though. Like don't don't go like to every single page and start liking it because then we're just a, you a go mess. To the joy pages though. All the joy oh, pages can be liked. Yeah. Yes. 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 Like them all over the place. So what else do we have in tech news? China. China. Mm, what have they been up to? They've, um, um, <laughs> they've been shutting down Google services in China. <laughs> Again? Still? Well, well, they did that Well, a little while ago. Uh, Google pulled out of China. And um, since then, I think sites like um, Facebook mm. and stuff have, um, have been, have, have, haven't been easily accessed. Yes. But Google services a few days ago were shut down. So things like Gmail, um, tr- Google Translate. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, they, they kind of do it occasionally, but there's there's a certain something that happens every year that uh, that they get extra, extra antsy about, and that is the um, the anniversary of the Tiananmen Massacre. Mm. And that's coming up to the 25th year anniversary this that year. That was the 25th anniversary, mm. yeah, this week. And, of course, um, the, even the word Tiananmen entered into a Google search just Yields no results at all. It, in, it just in goes. In China, yeah, that's right. In, yeah. Um, it, it, you know, speaking of Facebook, my uh, my sister actually just uh, returned from China and a few other places. And for her entire time in in China, she was she actually had to post saying, "Hey, sorry, unable to post from here. Yep. I'll see you in a few <laughs> in a few days." You know, it's I'm, like, I'm going to a Facebook blackout zone. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's a bit disturbing when you think about it from that point of view. What's interesting is some of the feedback from. Um, Chinese people posting on local websites. So people would post locally, and of course the Chinese government would pull these posts down, but for a period of time these posts were visible. And some of the posts that have been, um, you know, read and, and seen are things like, you know, why does the government bother? Do they think we're, we're stupid and, and things like this, implementing this type of censorship? Well, there's um, perhaps with the general wealth increasing um, in, in China, perhaps education levels are also increasing. I wonder if they can stop the, the flow of just information, you know, as in one, uh, uh, even just people talking to each other about these things That's causes right. people to understand it better. That's right. People from China are increasingly getting, you know, more globally aware, mm. more interested in things that are happening outside. And no, they're not necessarily stupid. You know what? Maybe that's not even the goal. To say, well, it's not happening mm. is is silly. No one would believe that. But to say, yeah, we know that you're looking for it and we will stop you anyway. That's mm. a message in itself. Yeah, there's more threat. And, um, so it, and it's a counter message to that we want to encourage, you know, trade and things like that and a little bit of mini capitalism, if you like, but they're still shutting, trying to shut down and control the communications channels. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, and, and they're doing it. You yeah. Know, uh, the internet at one point in time, everyone sort of thought, oh, it's impossible to do that sort of thing. But, you know, when, when you do have control over the connections yeah. into your country, into your state, then... That's, that's that's what right. you can do. You know, something something else that China um, is able to do, or, or says that they're able to do, is um, is you know have have a lot of influence and interest in the operating systems that are in popular use mm-hmm. uh, in the country. And in fact, um, a, as an example, um, I think a lot about you know browser compatibility and stuff like that. So of course, you know, we were talking before about browser statistics and operating system mm. statistics, especially when we were talking about how XP was uh, was getting put out to pasture finally this year. Mm-hmm. We were saying how, you know, well, yeah, pretty much nobody else is using XP. It's in the single digit percentage size, except for, interestingly enough, China. China. 
Well, it's super popular because they have their own version of Windows over there that they had a little bit more control over. And and perhaps it's more pirated over there as well. Well, that's that's the theory, um, is that it is, it is, you know, very easily found you know, falling off backs of trucks all over the the fine country. but um, A bit falling off the end of the internet. (laughs) But get a load of this, right? So um, Windows 8, which of course is more secure, a lot of other things, stuff like that, is still supported on like Windows XP, etc. They spent 90 seconds on, uh, on television... Um, a, a whole a whole segment on on the news talking about the security of Windows 8 mm. and talking about how they're going to do their own because it says Microsoft will no longer open its Windows 8 source code to the Chinese government. Um, mm. But you know we're scared of big data. Oh, we're worried about big data. Oh, maybe the US will be spying on us. What's going on? <laughs> Pot kettle. <laughs> yeah, it's it's valid to be worried that the US is spying on you. But also, guys, like I don't know, just come on. Yeah, no. It's written well. The, the The result is that they're looking at another option, right? So I think they're looking at Ubuntu. They are looking at a special version of Ubuntu, which is called Kilin, I think, or Kylin. I'm mm. not a speaker of the language, so I'm afraid I, I, I possibly have got it wrong. Right. Um, but they have been working on that for at least a year, if not more. Well, they started rolling it out in March of last year, and some government offices, in, instead of using Windows, they're uh, using Ubuntu as the operating system. Mm, okay. That's right. Which yeah. is probably quite good for Ubuntu. <laughs> Well, well for, yeah, and for it, Linux as, as such, if it's made more usable mm. for the the masses, then that hey. makes me uncomfortable, honestly. Really? So Canonical, right? Like they're a company now, so that's that's who's in charge of Ubuntu. But I mean, the whole point of Ubuntu is supposed to be about unity. Right. Okay, so that's the name. I think the the word Ubuntu is about unity and, right. and cohesion and stuff. Um, it's an open source thing. Linux is supposed to be a lot of things. Linux is not supposed to be about propping up a corrupt government that mm. wants to. Do horrible things to its to its citizens. Well, the I same argument. I don't feel could, great. I feel very uncomfortable. The same argument could be said for any government, though. Really, it's just the the. But pandering, it's just sure. not cool. It's yep. not. It's not the same as well. We won't stop you from buying our products. Like that's that's. So, is is the new story here that Canonical are actually working directly with? Um, well, I believe they are. But they've partnered with government yeah. agencies to do that. I think the. Uh, the government agencies the are, are on their way to stop this podcast. If, if you can hear it, I'm not sure if you can. I can see SAS repelling, rappelling down the windows, whatever it is. This is one of my favourite things about listening to Joy sometimes, though, is, is um, you know, hearing the little ding-ding of things going up the street, you know, trams and stuff. It's we pretty are, cute. We're right next to, uh, we're in to amongst Burke it. Street, aren't we? So yeah. pretty lucky in that sense. Um, what else is there? Uh, Office. Oh. Microsoft Office. On Android tablets iOS was the but first one. Interestingly, to get. still not on Windows Mobile <laughs> devices. Why? Uh, because there aren't many of them out there. <laughs> What's the point? No one's buying them. Just give up. Basically, it's such a shame because you know, like, and and I've said this, and I know everyone sort of laughs and goes, "Ha, ah, Windows 8." I really enjoy using Windows 8, and I've often thought to myself that. You know, if I was made of money and I could be bothered buying another tablet device that I might consider a Windows tablet. I, I think I recall our good friend Jason last week actually giving it his tick of approval. Yeah. The Android person that he is. Mm. Windows phone. And, you know, the interface is pretty slick. It's it's uh, nothing like what the original Windows 6.5 was, that very dodgy, oh, my God, I need to... Uh, Make a big screen, a little screen. <laughs> well, start right. button, bottom left-hand corner yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> Which you need a stylist to actually just mm. touch in the right spot. Um, we, oh, wow. Okay, we're still getting memberships. We are. My gosh. So it's fantastic. Vince the dog from Rosebud oh. has put pause to keyboard and signed up for a membership. Now... I'm not sure how much joy Vince the dog will get out of some of the prizes, but Vince the dog is totally eligible to win that prize because even though Radiothon has finished up, mm-hmm. you are still eligible to win some of those great prizes all the way to the end of the month. Shall we try and translate that for into dog speak? <laughs> we should give Vince a special wolf. Good boy, Vince. <laughs> Who's a good boy? Vince is a good boy. That's right. Oh. You're listening to TechnoGaze here on Joy 94.9. We'll be back with more um, cat and dog speak right after this. Joy 94.9, this is TechnoGaze. We're Mm. talking tech. We're talking talking to dogs and cats. That's right. (laughs) And it's four minutes to one. We're almost done. Special shout out to uh, the Pets Aloud crew. 
Yes. Friday afternoons, I think midday to one o'clock. Yes. yes. <laughs> if you if you are a fan of uh, of pets, or in fact, if you are Vince from Rosebud, who just signed up for a pet membership, Vince is a dog. Yes. D- tune in on uh, Pets Wow. They, they talk all things pets. Mm. Um. Now, what else have we got to uh, to finish off with? I think uh, we're we almost at the end, of the, the, the end of the show, aren't we? Yep. We uh, Do we have to tell our uh, general manager about the uh, class lawsuit that we're about to file against the register? That's right. So I was I was checking out the register homepage, as you do, and, uh, and there was a headline talking interestingly about um, browser statistics for, for adult entertainment websites. Um, finding that Apple devices are the most popular, or as as they said it, uh, fanboys are the biggest pervs, um, according to the register, who then said Apple more like Fapple. And I was like, you guys. What? They've used our name. That's that's our shtick, you guys. Come on. That so, is our name. How dare they? The Fapple. Look, if you're a Fapple or a... Android you or w- whatever you are. You started off as a Technogaze Fapple. You, none of this register stuff. No, that's right. Come on down. So, um, But yeah, I, I did think that was interesting news, <laughs> though, that uh, Apple donates in a lot of markets, and apparently that's one of them. Well, I knew it was something about the two of you. Yeah. Maybe we're moonlighting. Who knows? As, as web browsers. <laughs> <laughs> Browsing the internet. Interwebs. <laughs> Now, one other thing that uh, caught your attention, I think, Michael. The CIA. <laughs> they've made it to Twitter. <laughs> yes. Finally. They're, they're, and they're, they've tweeted more often than I have. They've, they've, <laughs> as of about an hour ago, they had one tweet, but they're on the second one. And their tweet was, we can neither confirm nor deny that this is our first tweet. Oh, <laughs> Which I, I was, loved. I was pretty sure it might have been their first, but yeah, okay, whatever. Um, they also look forward to sharing great hashtag unclassified content with us. Mm. Oh, boy. Now, that's all we have time for today. If you've missed any part of the show or perhaps you'd like to peruse previous episodes, you can do so by getting onto our website, joy.org.au slash technogaze. Coming up next is a Joy News Bulletin and uh, followed up with, by uh, Cravings with Pete Dillon. Of course, he's getting his winter woolies on this uh, this episode and um, <laughs> the truffle hound is going to make an appearance. <gasps> mm. Flav Exchange as well, I believe. So stay tuned for lovely uh, food and uh, beverage talk. Catch you uh, next week. Thank you for coming on, Rainer, of course. Thank you, Mark. Thank you as well, Michael. Thank you. It was fun. And have a great weekend. We'll catch you later. myself into the future. Techno Gaze on Joy 94.9. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy.